0: Involve, solve, evolve. Welcome to Cloud Crunch, the podcast for any large enterprise planning on moving to or is in the midst of moving to the cloud. Hosted by the cloud computing experts from Second Watch, Ian Willoughby, Chief Architect Cloud Solutions, and Skip Berry, Executive Director of Cloud Enablement. And now here are your hosts of Cloud Crunch.
1: Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm very excited today. We have uh, a group of people from McDonald's Corporation with us today from around the world. And I've had the opportunity to work with McDonald's quite a bit, and it's fantastic. So once again, my name is Ian Willoughby. I'm with uh, Second Watch. And today I am joined with Adrian Sieg, head of data and McDonald's global technology, France. Christina Moss, director of AWS cloud services at McDonald's and Matthew Rimlinger. Director of Global Technology France at McDonald's, as well. They're joining us today, and we're going to be talking about the latest technology advancements in the cloud and how McDonald's is using data lakes to set customer expectations and improve satisfaction. Now, a little commentary for me before we get going into this was that we had an opportunity to do a, a very, very interesting project with McDonald's. We call it the France Data Lake. And really, it's going to be a fun story to share with our audience and really talking about how this technology used to uh, drive some change there. So welcome everybody, Christina. Good to see, I, I have the opportunity to see everybody while we're recording just so I know the audience doesn't good to see you. Good to see you, Matthew and Adrian as well. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, this is great. This Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Now, I've got some questions that I just kind of want to ask you all, and uh, we'll kind of dive into it if you're ready. But first of all, and I'll let anybody take this question. Let's just—I'll start with it out there. How did this idea of using this data lake for this goal really help improve some customer satisfaction? And and, and how did it come about? How did you kind of conceptualize this?
2: Maybe I can start. It's a new trend in uh, in McDonald's, and of course, uh, marginally speaking, in a fast food industry is that it's no longer customer satisfaction that is uh, important, but customer experience, which paves the way to an explosion of uh, types and, uh, and sources of, um, of data. Consequently, uh, McDonald's had needed new way of uh, storing and uh, manipulating data. And these facts involved, uh, of course, in uh, shifting from the, the traditional data warehouse to um, a more flexible, scalable um, data lake. So what we have to keep in mind in McDonald's, we, we switch from a transaction uh, centric view to a customer centric view uh, that support a more complete perspective on a customer lifetime value. And consequently, we, we need, McDonald's need, uh, full visibility into every step in the customer journey to understand what customers like, what they don't, and what McDonald's can do to improve uh, their customer experience, and as a byproduct, improve conversion rate and uh, and build uh, loyalty.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting, Matthew. Do you have anything you can add there? Yeah, a- and more generally, we knew that we were
3: sitting on a mountain of data because we are we were stocking a lot, a lot, a lot of data, but we were not using it, and, and was, that was quite a pity. And and I really wanted. 18 months ago to start a project that could help us leverage this data and do something about the data. Because we were just missing an opportunity to do wonderful thing with the data we had regarding consumer experience and uh, any other field of data because I I believe we have hundreds of fields of data to to experiment on.
1: And then, Christina, you're sitting at the corporate headquarters. Well, not Mm -hmm. actually physically these days, but uh, as most of us are working from home. Is this a trend that you're seeing across the globe with all your different business objectives?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, the interesting thing about McDonald's is that you don't really think about us as a technology organization, but we really are. Like everything we're doing in, in-house is really like to figure out how to improve things in the customer experience in the stores. And I do think this is a, a trend that is growing. They're just and and it's kind of the direction we're heading more more and more now, even as this year has been progressing, and I think into next year,
1: yeah, and I have a unique opportunity to not only work with McDonald's as a a client of Second Watch but also many, many other multinational and large enterprises. I can honestly say that what you all are doing is much further ahead than most of the industry as far as the way that you look at digital. And it's, it's a really, really exciting uh, opportunity. I don't want to, you know, no shameless plugs here or anything like that, (laughs) but it's just, it it, it is really, really fascinating. And I see it from kind of the whole arc of your business as well. Like it's really, it's about that customer experience. And I did enjoy a nice Big Mac the other day using the, 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 the mobile app. It was fantastic. So, I'm going to kind of move on here a little bit, but I, I want to really kind of understand like, what were some of the, the factors that drove you to this? now I, I think there's, there's a lot of things going on. One is you have a, a large set of data that you're able to look at, but also the technology has been changing very rapidly that you can use. Can you kind of tell me what the catalyst was? And, and I'm going to go to the France team here initially is what, what was the driver? What was the catalyst to say now is the time to do this?
3: The, the technology became much more efficient and much, much cheaper, too. So we had the opportunity to, to build a, a system with a, an easy return on investment, a fast return on investment. That was a key for us. We didn't have to invest so much and wait many years to get a feedback and a return on investment. That was a major catalyst to help us sell the project and engage the project. And, and after that, we had to find the good resources and the good people and the good partner to work with.
1: And then what kind of data are you actually analyzing and what are the, some of the outputs that are associated with this?
2: Basically, we collect any form of data from, uh, from anywhere within McDonald's, uh, numerous data sources and, uh, and silos, from uh, revenue numbers to social media streams and anything in between. And of course, we got a vast amount of, um, of operational data. For example, a speed of service is a case in point. Um, it's, it's data coming from a kitchen management system. This, but basically, there is an explosion of uh, sources. Restaurants have access to much more data and many more data sources than, uh, than ever, ever uh, before internal, external, commercial, operational, structure, and structure. So we have a lot of data and the the underlying goal of uh, our data lake and the, and the tech behind the scene uh, is to reduce the effort uh, needed to uh, analyze or and process uh, the same data set for different purposes and, and by different applications. So that's why, to answer your first question, we was looking for a scalable, fault-tolerant uh, data platform, uh, data processing architecture and framework uh, using um, something very common in, uh, in the tech world, but uh, loosely coupled and distributed um, system. And basically to um, to say, in keeping with Mathieu said, um, we, we was looking for a managed solution uh, that scaled uh, seamlessly and put less focus on infrastructure to uh, allow McDonald's team to focus on what really matters, the data and the, the resulting uh, insight from data.
3: So if I may complete, um, the the three main type of data that we are using today for dashboarding or piloting are sales, obviously, uh, speed of service, and consumer behavior. So the three main type of data that we're using. But still, there's one way of working that I wanted to to put in place within the data lake is any kind of data that comes around, whether you know or don't know what you're going to do about it, We grab it and we we store it in the data lake. Storage doesn't cost much, old storage doesn't cost much. So we're we're gonna grab any kind of data, uh, internal, external data that we don't know what we're gonna do about. But so that when we're gonna have a use case, uh, a relevant use case about data, we'll have it. We'll have history about the data and we'll be uh, more efficient and faster. So uh, that's also a point uh, of, um, of importance in the way we did put the data lake in place and how we want to work tomorrow. So even though there are three kinds of data today that are mainly used and, and more important than the other ones, if I may say so, sales, speed of service, and consumer experience, we are going to grab everything, and we're already grabbing everything from uh, IT data uh, around uh, monitoring uh, devices, something that we're going to do next year, or uh, ticketing, or whatever, and also sales, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Now, when you were getting ready to deploy this, design it, you know, and then you get into the implementation phase, was there any unexpected challenges that you experienced while building this?
0: Other than like how slow McDonald's processes are, like our internal processes <laughs> of like just getting things going sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, everybody faces that problem, I think. For sure, so, for sure. You know, it's a
0: universal, it's yeah. a universal challenge.
1: That That is definitely... Definitely a universal challenge, but beyond that, let's say you know, was there any like you know from the technical aspects, the operational side, any of the collecting of data? Because you, you mentioned lots of data sources now that are coming in. Was there anything that that you had to overcome any of those challenges? Uh,
2: b- basically, from my perspective, it's something very uh, common. It's um, it's related to uh, to data uh, inconsistencies because in the, in the world of uh, omnichannel point of sales, uh, we sell happening online, offline, in dozens of uh, different locations, uh, collecting and uh, aggregating that fragmented uh, data is a, is a, is a fit of a huge complexity, very huge uh, complexity. And when you try to put in a single place data coming from many sources and from many data vendors, from mobile apps, from loyalty programs, uh, from uh, CRM tools, and many, many more other digital interfaces, it's very hard uh, to have a single primarity to, to draw the, the entire customer journey into the own digital ecosystem. Because sometimes the, the fact you have the explicit customer linkage uh, are missing via different uh, digital platform and, uh, and loyalty program. So for, from my perspective, the, the, the challenge uh, we face is to find the, the link for a given customer to, to put uh, the, the full puzzle together and have the, the, the big picture. And uh, as uh, Christina said, um, it was a beautiful project because we work in uh, in many uh, locations in in the world from the US, from India, from France, uh, from UK uh, with with a lot of teams. So it was incredible to to, to put uh, everybody on the same table and and to to discuss uh, with with all teams. So it was an amazing project uh, in terms of uh, of technical aspect uh, with the issue we got and, of course, uh, in terms of uh, of the project itself.
0: That is like one of the best things about like working for a global organization is that you really get to kind of interact with tons of different people from different places. And the one thing that's like pretty universal is a common goal, right? Like everybody wants to get the things done and work towards, you know, whatever the solution is. So I I think that's probably the biggest challenge is just the, the different time zones and the different places and everybody working around the clock kind of, but I think it's been good. It was really good.
2: Yeah, and it, it, it was funny. Uh, so sometime uh, we got co- some call uh, at very early in the morning uh, with uh, with India, and uh, uh, very late on the evening uh, with uh, with the US. So mm-hmm. it it was very funny to to work with uh, a lot of people and uh, and Christina teams and um, based in uh, in India in in US. So yeah, it was incredible.
1: Yeah, I think your organization really understands how to work across those global boundaries as well, better than virtually anybody I've seen. So that's, it's really interesting. And obviously we're all working remote to some degree right now, These us that are office workers. And uh, we still have people obviously out the front lines, which uh, we appreciate their efforts out there. But uh, have you seen the results that you're expecting out of this project? Has it helped you meet your goals? Has it, it any unexpected benefits come to the surface that you weren't anticipating? Maybe you can kind of share some of those stories.
3: In fact, um, we, we've reached a few goals. Um, we've produced a speed of service dashboard, uh, some things that didn't exist previously, and we are now able to uh, analyze and provide synthesis about those, those kind of data. But the most important thing is that we've opened tens of doors, tens of possibilities and opportunities that we didn't have previously so this brings a lot of challenges and a lot of possibilities that we didn't have previously and and that's the most important thing in fact we are, to me we are only at the beginning of the journey that we have around data and adrian will talk about the specific goals and objectives that we did reach until now but, but the first goals that we did reach from my point of view is that we've been able to to show people and show our organization that we were losing a lot of opportunities and now we have the ability to go through um, and to move on uh, into those opportunities and to, to work on new data and new possibilities and to stop working on data like uh, and crafted work on data. And that's the main goal that we achieved. We, we proved uh, the French organization that it was possible and important to invest and continue investing in data.
2: Yeah, basically I can uh, deep dive into uh, one objective. So um, I, I joined McDonald's um, on the very beginning of February, and, and Mathieu asked me, uh, gave me one goal: uh, the speed of service. Because as you can figure out, it's uh, highly important uh, for fast food chain uh, to know, to monitor, to to have visibility on. Um, on speed of service. Um, So basically we allow our national operation team to to gain visibility into their business and uh, of course logistic uh, operation. And they can make accurate decisions about where and how to to implement changes uh, that will make an impact on uh, operational efficiency and cost. Sorry. Um, For McDonald's operation team, getting data about prep time is the first step in gaining insight that can improve order fulfillment efficiency. For our listeners, uh, the speed of service in McDonald's world is the time a restaurant takes to serve a customer. The clock starts when um, um, a customer placed his air order in the restaurant or pulled at the drive-thru and the clock stop when the food is delivered to the customer so as you can figure out there are a lot a lot a lot of uh, of data to to give you some uh, uh, some some figures we serve um 1.5 uh, millions of uh, customers daily and each transaction produce um, maybe 20 or 30 uh, point of data uh, so we are in the in the big data world and um, uh, because we, we collect data from prep area and kitchen and operational team now can get a better understanding of how long uh, prep time takes. And of course, um, in the in the future with Second Watch team and the Christina team, uh, machine learning can model prep time to, to provide a more accurate prediction of uh, how long prep time uh, will take in the, in the future. And uh, maybe this is... Um, the power of uh, big data and the, the objectives of uh, of Mathieu to monitor, to understand, uh, to gain visibility into speed of service and in in, in France, you, you can trust us. It's a, it's it's, a, it's big revolution to to can monitor uh, the different uh, prep um, uh, speed of service uh, area speed of service and and, and so on. Uh, because of of course, um, you 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 can say okay, here it's take too much time to to take other here. It's take too much time to to prep food and expanding other some stuff uh, like that. So um, here is a concrete um, a result uh, we, um, we 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 have done uh, uh, together. Yeah, I,
1: I, this is something we talk to all our customers about, and we actually don't have to talk to you guys about this because you you are all down the road. But if you're not collecting your data, doing that analysis and starting to think about how to apply machine learning for whether it be forecasting, predictions, wherever else it is, you need to because your your competitors are going to get there eventually as well. So you might as well be on the forefront of it of that digital transformation. So it's very, very exciting to see you all do that. Now that you've done this in France and it's it seems like it's a pretty good success, you're getting some data out of there, you're, you're making some data-driven decisions, are you planning on doing this in other parts of your business, either today or in the future?
0: I think too, like some of the reporting and the visibility you've been able to have is is really cool. Like some of the reports that I've seen that came out of that were, were really nice. And you can actually like collectively see data that you have across from a bunch of different places now in one central location is pretty cool and very helpful. I think, you know, if you're trying to analyze what's going on.
1: Yeah. And I I I also think it's interesting, too, is because a lot of us have come from traditional IT backgrounds, but now we're starting to play into the data area. So, in France, do you plan on doing any more analysis of data, collecting additional data, looking at expanding this data like?
0: Yeah. And we have some other teams that are already doing some of this, and we will continue to push to roll this out. We'll continue to kind of market it and and hopefully kind of use France as a good example
2: to say, look at how, what they were able to collect and how this worked. Okay. So um, let me tell you a uh, fun fact. Twice a day, a business analyst, a manager, a director uh, coming from, of course, another department, uh, call me and uh, ask me if I can provide him or her a more detailed analysis or if I, I, I can delve into transaction level, at the um, purchase level, I mean, uh, to increase their analytical uh, uh, power. Uh, b- because historically speaking our business analysts have um, used let's say excel based uh, modeling to, to gain insight from uh, from data uh, so thankfully uh, advances in uh, in big data analytics and uh, concretely speaking uh, with our data platform enables mcdonalds to reap uh, their data benefits and we have now uh, means to integrate analyze our data at the transaction uh, uh, level to predict the next best product to execute uh, association analysis to customize the, the experience of customer uh, to do a lot of stuff uh, as Mathieu said just before uh, we have a lot of opportunities to come so basically uh, the, the the different business lines uh, are aware of uh, this uh, advantage and they want to to have more data to to make uh, more uh, let's say um, more analysis and um, much. Detail analysis. So it's uh, it's it's very nice to see uh, what he, uh, it will come in in the in the months, uh, maybe years to come.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm very excited to see where you all take this as well. You know, the AI revolution is coming, and it's it's interesting to see how how you've already applied it, and it's working. It's really helping the customer experience, and I'd like to to see that continue. Well, I want to thank all of you for your time today. Adrian, Christina, Matthew, fantastic. This has been a a really interesting project to get to watch come from conception to deployment and implementation, and I would like to say success. So great work out there in the field with this technology.
3: Okay, I wanted to thank also all the teams that... uh helped us during this major project and help us make, make it a success. Obviously, uh, Christina for Global Technology uh, at McDonald's, but, but also all the Second Watch people that worked with us. It's been really, really important to have you alongside with us and you helped us make this a real success. So thanks thanks to all of you. Thank you.
0: Um, I would also say thank you. I think Second Watch has been a really, really good partner and I'm looking forward to doing more of this with more people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thanks for those kind words. We don't often try to, to self promote too much on this podcast, but hey, we'll take it uh, at the end of 2020. Thank you again, everybody.
0: Thanks. Thanks. Thank you.
1: Again, appreciate your time. Audience, thanks again. We really enjoyed this episode. I hope you do too. As always, please email us at cloudcrunch at secondwatch.com with any questions, comments, or suggestions. Thanks again.
0: You've been listening to Cloud Crunch with Ian Willoughby and Skip Barry. For more information, check out the blog secondwatch.com slash company slash blog or reach out to Second Watch on Twitter.